Lucrative Super has been a proud partner of the PFA since 2009 and offers PFA members the opportunity for one-on-one consultation and advice on your super at no additional cost. With Lucrative Super, you're a part of an industry super fund that's been providing solid, long-term returns and excellent service for the past 40 years. We care about giving back to our community. Lucrative Super, working for a better future. It's great to be back on the airways for another episode of The Footballer's Voice. Today, I've got Georgina Worth, the Brisbane goalkeeper, on the line. G'day, Georgina. Hey, Adrian. How's it going? Very, very well. Very uh, happy here in Melbourne that we're not wearing the masks anymore and we're going out to cafes and restaurants. I even saw a few nightclubs open um, (laughs) when I was driving home from an event, which made me feel very old, by the way, Georgina. Um, But how are things for you up up there in Brisbane? I know it's been uh, pretty wet, windy and and wild, really. Yeah, the weather's been a bit crazy the last couple of days, which has been interesting, but it hasn't impacted on training too much, which is awesome. So, yeah, just getting stuck into preseason with the Raw, which has been good fun and getting closer and closer to round one, which I'm looking forward to. Yes, it's very exciting to have football back, uh, particularly given lockdown and COVID and the crazy world that we've been living in in 2020. This is a big season for you, uh, 23 years of age. Um, I know you've come back from an ACL in 2018. We might speak to that a little bit. Don't want to bring up too too many harrowing memories of that time, but this is probably the season, Georgina, and I know um, your form was rewarded at MPL level um, as well, the goalkeeper of the year. Is this the season where you break through and, and make that goalkeeping spot yours for the entirety of the campaign? Yeah, well, I'd like to think so. Um, I've obviously been at the Raw for quite a few years now, so this is my fifth season at the club, and I've been kind of biding my time and trying to learn and gain experience from from the coaching staff and from Mackenzie Arnold while she's here. Um, but I'm excited this season. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for me to hopefully get some game time and really uh, prove myself and try and cement myself as the number one keeper at the club. Um, and, yeah, obviously coming off an NPL season where I've had regular game time has been awesome because I probably haven't had that um, consistency in the last couple of years. So I think everything's kind of falling into place and I'm in a good position now to to go forward and kind of, show why I should be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And it must be humbling to receive that MPL award. Um, a lot of people who love their football will know that the MPL is certainly a very important pathway. And I think you make a great point there. Continuity in your game is everything for a keeper. Um, getting into a rhythm with your teammates, understanding how the back four marshals the defence and how you marshal them. Um, just how important do you see that MPL season being? Do you think it's the ultimate springboard for you coming into this new campaign? Yeah, I do, definitely. Um, and and like you were saying, that opportunity just to have game time and, and test myself in an environment that's a lot different from training I think is um, super important coming into W League and a real confidence boost for me as well um, after not having had that game time over the last couple of years. And I guess just being involved with a different group of girls and being back at club level um, has definitely helped me develop my skills and, and yeah, put me in a good position moving forward. And just touching two years ago, the ACL injury, uh, never something that you want to happen to anyone, let alone an athlete. It's such a 
excruciating uh, thing to go through. I've had a couple of close friends that have played uh, AFL professionally, some that have played at a decent level um, here in Melbourne. Just seeing them go through that recovery process and get something taken away from them, um, it's really devastating, let's be honest. Um, it's probably mm. one of the worst, I guess, things that can can happen in sport. And um, I just want to talk about your experience and maybe what you learned from it because the beautiful thing about speaking to so many different athletes over the journey as a podcaster is um, some of the, the great things that they've gleaned from a terrible experience. Um, and that's probably the question for you is, although it was probably pretty traumatic and turbulent to begin with in those first few months when you start to recover, um, someone always has something that they've learned from, from being able to take a step back um, and maybe you know, channel a few of their, their inner thoughts um, and get an idea of, you know, how you can come out the other end a stronger person. What did you find out from the whole experience? Um, so probably a few takeaways, I guess, from that experience. And the first, um, which I think a lot of footballers are realising or understand already, is the importance of having something away from football. Uh, and for me, that was, I've been studying the last couple of years anyway, but having that uh, outlet, I guess, something else to focus on was really important for me. And I was able to have success through through uni and that gave me something to focus on. Um, and then I guess also working and, and being involved uh, with the PFA as a delegate, they were kind of um, activities that could keep me um, involved in football, but also a distraction, I guess, from the, from the rehab and, and that sort of process. What were some of those things, those activities that you were doing with the PFA specifically, if you can talk to that? Yeah, so um, Aaron from the PFA reached out to me um, not too long after my injury and, and asked if I wanted to get involved as a delegate for the season that was coming up. And it's always been something that I've been interested in but um, never really had the opportunity, I guess. So I was definitely um, – I took up that opportunity. And my main role, I guess, was just being – a bit of an in-between from the PFA to the players and trying to um, feed information from the PFA back to the players and then from the players back to the PFA and just making sure that everybody was engaged uh, with with what was happening and participating um, where needed. So, yeah, I guess that role has kind of kept me in the loop with with what's been happening and I've been I've stayed in that role since then, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And just women's football in general, I know a lot of people in the last five years and it's probably in your sweet spot uh, given, you know, you've come through from a young age, 17, 18-year-old, breaking through, big talent now, been on the raw books, as you've said earlier, for five years. The past five years have been crazy for women's football. So much growth, um, still so much potential to be to be filled. We've got the Women's World Cup between Australia and New Zealand 2023 20, coming up, which was an unbelievable announcement for everyone associated with the game. Um, what's it been like for someone who's actually, you know, kind of grown up in this, let's call it this little rapid surge for the game when it comes to the women? Yeah, it's been interesting. And I think um, I, I came in at a time where a lot of improvements were seen from the first, you know, seven, eight seasons. So I definitely didn't have it as worse as a lot of my teammates have had. But being around when things have improved so drastically has been um, exciting and it's been motivating. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I want to be involved with the PFA is I know that so many players had to sacrifice a lot 
before me to get the game to where it is now. And it's kind of up to us, uh, next generation coming through to make sure that that growth continues so the game can just get bigger and bigger and people won't have to, um, I guess, deal with the conditions and the pay and that sort of thing that, that I dealt with before. And then my teammates dealt with even worse before that. Yeah, and one of my former sparring partners on Daily Football Show, Tony Pasolia, who also works at the PFA, and he's done some tremendous work over the journey compiling reports around women's football and probably knows it better than most people, um, particularly around the poor facilities, pay. Um, we could rattle off a number of different things um, that weren't in place, say, a decade ago and have improved out of sight. But as I say, there's still room for improvement. The question yep. for you is what do you think is lacking still? What in the next five years would you like to see, say, a, a big improvement in um, in terms of some of these boxes that we're still trying to tick for the women's game? Um, I think the biggest thing that that can be targeted straight away is just getting a full home and away season. So we haven't had that yet and I think it's something that the competition needs and I think it will kind of level out the competition as well so we know that every team's playing each other twice. Um, you've got more games, more game time for players um, that can then springboard into the Matildas and, or overseas clubs. Um, and I guess more opportunities for, for fans and spectators to be engaged because at the moment it's quite a short season. It's, you blink and it's gone. Mm. Um, so I think that would be the first box to tick, I guess. Um, and then just, yeah, each club trying to raise the standards of the facilities that they've got. So Raw's in an excellent position this year and it's the best um, facilities and, and staff that I've been around. So hopefully every club can keep raising the standards and, and have an environment where us players can really thrive and perform. Now, I like this from Julius Ross. I'm almost throwing him under the bus just a little bit, but um, he sent me across a text and said some nice things about you, but he said, works really hard and not afraid to speak up. Does that have a little bit to do with the fact that you're a goalkeeper and you like um, yelling at your uh, your teammates a little bit? Not not afraid to speak up. I like that. Are you a, a bit of a ruthless operator on the field and you, you speak your mind off it as well? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think um, when it's needed that I can be that person to to say what's yeah necessary at the time. Um, I'd like to think that I'm not too ruthless, especially um, <laughs> I don't want to annoy my teammates too much by screaming at them. But yeah, I think uh, especially the more I've been involved um, at W League Standard and, and that sort of thing, I think I'm getting more confident with speaking up and saying what I think and saying what's right. And I think that's important and hopefully the younger girls can see that and, and take that on as well. And I believe you've got a twin sister as well, which is uh, <laughs> always a random and strange phenomena. Uh, identical? Yes, identical twin called Phoebe. Wow, there we go. Does Phoebe play football? Uh, she used to. So growing up we always played in the same team. Uh, we played futsal together. We played cricket together. Um, and I guess as we grew older we kind of – sought that own identity and, and she actually moved across to AFL for a little while. Um, but yeah, that we're living together, which is great fun. Um, and although we don't play the same sport, she's still very passionate about football and supports me a lot. Yeah, I love that. I'm just thinking about all the identical twins that I know of and they're always very close. 
I think uh, I've always come to that realisation that um, identical twins get along better than most um, and it's always a great thing to see when it comes to sport. Um, there's a few, I think there's a couple of identical twins playing AFL at the moment. I think the King Brothers, one's at St Kilda, one's at Gold Coast. What was it like just as a kid, just as a really random question for me, um, mm. you know, growing up knowing that you've got an identical twin, did it make the competition on the sporting field even bigger for the two of you or did it kind of just galvanise you and bring you closer? I think a bit of both really. So we we were always super close growing up um, and I guess that competitive nature really came out, particularly on the sporting field. So we were always great teammates. We always got along, but then there was always that competition. We always wanted to be beating each other or be better than each other, um, which – yeah, I, I probably don't have that relationship with anyone else where you're that close, but also that um, in competition with each other. But I think it was a good thing. I think we pushed each other along and we had so many great experiences together through that, that I think it's probably helped shape me um, as a person and a footballer today. And just the last one, upcoming season, um, expectations personally um what what's in it for you and ideally you know what does your season look like from a personal standpoint and then the follow-up to that would be from a broader team perspective you know how far can your girls go um personally my aim is to be playing so I want to make that number one spot mine um and that's going to come through just training consistently and making sure that I'm performing week in and week out so I actually earn that spot um, cause I think it's, it's the season for me to really get some game time and get some confidence and cement myself as a W league keeper. Um, and then as a team, we've, we've got a really strong team this season, which I'm excited about because I think the last couple of years we've been so close to, um, to finals and to, to pushing for that grand final spot. But I think this year's the year that we're going to get there. We've got a great group of girls. We've got a great group of staff. Um, and the vibe's really good at the moment. So I'm quite positive with where things are headed. Beautiful. Well, Georgina, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I can only imagine great things. I hope you lock down that number one spot in goal uh, for your sake, and let's hope that the Raw can can kick on, as you've said, um, and maybe taste the ultimate success. But it's been a pleasure having you on the Footballer's Voice, and all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you so much, Adrian. It's been great chatting. I really appreciate it.